My psychic senses are telling me that you are spiritually curious. I'm just kidding. If you found your way here, most likely <laughs> you are interested or curious about energy, the secrets of the universe, the magic of the unseen. There is a lot of conflicting information out there about how to tune into energy beings properly, how to build your intuition, how to cleanse things, yada, yada, yada. I know how overwhelming it can be, so I created a one-stop shop for all of your spiritually curious, psychic expansive self-care needs where you can build your own spiritual practice with guidance, tools, and a safe place to explore your curiosities and connect to your intuition. There's a ton of crash courses covering topics ranging from meeting your spirit guides to trans-channeling to manifesting. You get distance Reiki healings for a wide range of needs, such as moving through discomfort or support stepping into a new chapter or even help calling in creativity. Subscribers get 15% off all full-price services, a monthly group Zoom hangout where the weird is our normal. There are exclusive channeling videos, expansive conversations, guided meditations, movement meditations, weekly reflections, intuitive practices, this podcast, ad-free and as a video, and so much more. New content is uploaded every week, so there's constantly new stuff for you to learn from, digest, and various practices to keep you grounded in your body. And all of this, might I add is only $7 per month. So if you're ready to align to your best self and show up as your inner being, a priceless investment in yourself, you can head over to channelwithamber.com slash subscribe to give it a peek. I'll see you over there. Hello friends, welcome back to Diary of a Psychic Medium with me, Amber Amrine. There has been a lot of shifting, a lot of change, a lot of pain happening lately. This year is one of incredible collective transformation. I know for many it has been absolute chaos the last couple months, so I thought it would be nice to introduce you to three different types of energy beings that you can call upon when you need some support. Here we go! The collective transformation this year is no joke. The collective is beginning to raise in frequency at such an intense rate it's causing a lot of chaos as heavy unaligned things are surfacing and making themselves known so that they can process out all at the same time. This is why the past couple of months have been so messy for so many people. For me personally, it feels like this chaos is hitting so many areas of my life all at once, but strengthening my connections in others. It's very interesting. There's a very strange duality in it. In the pain and confusion lies such rich growth and opportunity for aligned change. Especially right now with the crisis in Ukraine, a lot of people are really suffering and feeling the effects of everything going on. This is a side note, but... There is a lot of power in coming together and releasing the fear dialogue, sending healing and love to those directly involved in the crisis, and together taking the steps to an aligned, peaceful future for them and for all of our fellow humans. Fear creates such a weight that can really trap you down and prevent you from seeing possibilities or gaining hope, so in an effort to help ease even just a little bit of this energetic weight on the collective, I wanted to bring in some new friends for you to lean on when you need some support, motivation, and help moving out of energetic holes. 
For those that are strengthening their psychic abilities or exploring the extent of their abilities more, this is a great opportunity to begin opening yourself up to beings that are safe and helpful to begin growing your energy dictionary. For those that have some free time as they listen to this episode, so if you're like, I don't know, cleaning or sitting around, you can try to connect to the energies as I discuss them. So we're going to go through a quick little like ground grounding, centering, little visualization real quick um, so that we're all in a nice headspace for that. And then for others that are actually doing stuff, like if you're driving or kind of, you know, preoccupied, then you can just listen to it to kind of have a little visualization to put in your back pocket. This one that I'm going to use is directly from the book on Karuna Reiki by Laurel Shanti Gaia. My mom actually recommended it after I did my um, Karuna Reiki certification, and it has some really nice little, like, prayers and visualizations and stuff. The one that I'm about to read, I did kind of edit for my own sake. I wrote it down as, I don't know, I just made my own, like, version of it and wrote it down, and that's the visualization that I usually do before sessions, but I'm going to read it word for word, straight quote from the book right now. All right, before we get into it... Just take a few deep breaths, calm your mind, feel your body relax, close your eyes, let your tongue fall from the roof of your mouth, relax your jaw, perhaps roll your shoulders back and down, maybe slowly roll your head from side to side for a moment. Just come into a nice, centered, calm, clear state. Imagine the collective creative consciousness as a sparkling golden sea of light above you. See a golden ribbon of light streaming down from this into the crown of your head. This golden ribbon contains the pure essence of infinite love from the heart of God and infinite light from the mind of God. Allow infinite love and light to enter into the crown of your head as it slowly moves down through your body. Your body is filling with magnificent golden liquid light. All stress is leaving your body, and your mind is becoming calm. Infinite love and infinite light are permeating every atom and every cell of who you are. Allow yourself to feel these sensations. The golden ribbon flows down your legs, out your feet, and down into the earth. Imagine this golden ribbon flowing through the various layers of the earth, all the way to the crystalline core at the heart of Mother Earth. Feel your connection to earth. You are anchoring the highest and most holy spiritual energies into the heart of the earth in this very moment. You are a pillar of light. Now feel a pulsation of warm, nurturing energy from the heart of Mother Earth as it travels back up that ribbon of light and into your body. This sublime energy streams out the crown of your head and flows into the heart and mind of God. Feel the love of the earth and the love of God pulsating within your being. Feel your connection to all there is. In this connected state, voice a sacred intention that you are open to receive guidance from the masters, angels, and spiritual beings who are available to assist you. Invoke their presence and welcome them. 
All right, take a moment to just come back into your body. Wiggle your fingers, wiggle your toes. And when you're ready, open your eyes. Grounding can be as simple as going outside. Centering can be as simple as meditating real quick. <laughs> I like to combine them with a visualization in which there is an energy streaming from source into the body to center and then a stream of energy from the earth into the body to ground. This is what that visualization accomplishes, which is why I like things like that. But as I said, feel free to kind of adjust that or make your own thing. Just as a reminder, when connecting to beings, it is a good idea to set sacred space. Perhaps create a golden energy bubble around your space, setting the intention that only the highest energies of love and light are allowed in it to connect to you, or ask your guides to only allow in such energies and remove others that do not serve your highest good. You can also cleanse your space by uh, like smoke cleansing first, or ringing some bells, or using certain essential oils, letting the sunlight in, fresh air, all that good stuff. When you are finished connecting with something, you can either give it permission to continue staying with you as is necessary, or give your guides permission to have it come through them and like relay information to you as they see fit. Your guides are like your bodyguards and managers, so feel free to have everything go through them first and like give them permission to either allow things in or take things away when necessary. If you just want to connect to a being for a moment just to see what it's like and then let it go, you can literally send it off once you're done. Thank it for being with you and tell it to leave. <laughs> I like to brush my body after that type of energy just to ensure the connection is fully gone. I'll put my hands in the shape of like rakes or claws, you know, and then rake across my torso and down my arms, literally flinging off any lingering connections or you can even just tell your guides to do that for you but I personally like the sensation of like having a physical thing to do so whatever you need it helps me personally recenter a bit okie dokie the first being is one that I have been feeling more and more lately or at least different versions of her have been coming up her name is Moaya she looks and feels very much like rose quartz her energy is a very soft milky pink it sort of looks like she's wearing a dress made out of strips of transparent pink curtain or pink fire, something like that. It creates the same movement as if you were to dip a paintbrush in watercolor paint and then put it into a glass of clean water. The paint will begin to kind of expand out and move in spiraling loopy patterns. That's basically what's happening with her dress. I actually did a reading for someone recently whose guide looked very similar to this. <laughs> so there's definitely like a family of these types of beings that are um, coming out right now and becoming more prominent because it's just a specific type of energy that the collective needs right now. There are different types and forms of these energies, but Moya is one particular facet that is just kind of encompassing that like love, compassion kind of vibe. Her face has similar features to a strawberry shortcake character, except she has a bit more of a chin. Her chin is a little bit pointy, and her nose is also a little bit pointier. She's got pretty wide ears that end in a point. She has a little bonnet over her head. I can't fully make out the bonnet or any hair or anything. 
It just looks like a pink marble type energy that is kind of surrounding her head. From here, I can sort of make out a neck and arms a little bit, but they blend into the dress a lot, which moves into that watercolor type movement, you know? So there are some human type qualities of her where she does kind of have a face, but then everything else becomes a bit more abstract. Moya feels like pure love. Her energy is very fine, so she feels like a whisper or a gentle invitation for unconditional love. Since she is of such a high frequency, she is able to permeate everything, but not in the way an encompassing energy, like the essence of unity, for example, does. It's almost like when she's around, she enriches the energies around her. So if you're calling upon her for help with self-love or just needing to feel supported and cared for, she'll begin saturating those feelings and things around you. So, for example, if you have a pet, when you call upon her, that exchange of love between you and your pet will just kind of increase and become more saturated. If you're taking a bath and put in some bubble bath that you like, it'll increase those sensations of love and happiness and just relaxation. Her energy makes me want some hot chocolate and to sink into a nice warm soft blanket. It melts and eases my soul in such a nice way. It's like those times things just feel really good and everything's going your way. You're feeling happy and free and all that good stuff. And you just want to take a moment to sit and soak it in. And it just feels so nice and warm. And ah, uh, that's what she feels like. It's so beautiful. Her energy allows you to really soak into the purity of the moment and charge yourself up with sensations of love in a very gentle, calming way. She has a very light, very warm sort of floral, fruity type smell. It kind of makes my solar plexus flutter for some reason. Like I'm getting a little like, ooh, those like nice, good little butterflies. It's very light and very airy. To connect with her, you can either hold the description I gave you in your heart. So try to envision her being projected by your heart chakra in front of you. Feel her energy description in your body. So what I explained her energy feels like. Try to feel those sensations now and connect them with her. Or, slash and, you can just call her by name. So you can do kind of a combination of those. Like I said, her energy is very fine. So may not be one that you can feel incredibly boldly. But after giving out that initial connection, begin trying to sense where she is around you in your space. Try to pinpoint if she's in front of you, behind you, if it's more of an internal thing. Where can you feel more of that energy? From there, you can either have a conversation with her if you're looking for specific guidance or just want to get to know her better. You can just simply sit in her energy and experience it. Try to describe it as detailed as possible to you. What memories does it bring up? What sense? What visualizations? What physical sensations? What emotions? All that stuff. Perhaps draw her or automatic write with her or meditate with her, whatever you'd like. She is happy to assist however necessary. <laughs> even if you just need like a really good relaxing day, you can even just call upon her to like help you relax, you know? I'm going to go more into some of this stuff at the end of the episode in terms of the various ways you can actually use all of these new connections. All right, the next being here is of the Fey Folk. 
This one in particular that we'll be talking to is tied to my geographical location, but he's saying that he belongs to a general family of fairy that are present all over the world, so wherever you are, you can befriend this specific type of fairy. (laughs) He is from a family of motivational fairies. He originally told me that his name was Jeffrey, but after interacting with him various times this week, it slowly moved to Timothy, so I'm just going to go with Timothy for this right now. When I was first getting a read for which beings I wanted to bring in for this episode, I was sitting on the couch looking outside when I saw a little light shoot up from the grass and begin moving towards me. It materialized into a little, like, four-inch being that just walked right into my home. (laughs) This was Timothy. He wasted no time at all and was ready to jump on board. Since he is a fairy, it's hard to get a concrete grasp on how he looks because they can change so much however they want. As I try to see the details of his clothing and appearance, it just begins changing and getting confusing. (laughs) At first, I saw him with a little bit of fine hair on the top of his head that's like a gray-brown color, but as I looked more, his, like, head grew and he turned bald. It's almost like the essence of his being needs to be seen all together rather than picking apart each little feature because he is an embodiment of all that he is, like, visually expressing, you know? So I'm just going to kind of try to go through his, like, signature pieces (laughs) for you to take. He's wearing a light tan gray colored suit. He's got these pointy dark green kind of brown shoes on. He looks very put together. Sometimes he wears a hat, sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes he'll wear like a white shirt under his little jacket. Other times he'll have a matching vest on. Sometimes he wears a bow tie or he has like a smaller jacket on, like it shrunk for some reason. It changes regularly. (laughs) He has a very round face with long pointy ears. He's got a very bright, very big, happy smile. He sort of reminds me of a leprechaun, just due to how well-dressed he is, as well as his body proportions. He has a lot of motivational energy behind him and really tries to get people into an aligned state of action, fulfilling goals and tasks. Where Mwaya was more in line with rest and, like, soaking in, Timothy is more in line with, like, taking appropriate action. He really likes simplicity, so he does not like things to be swept under the rug where they can begin spilling out and muddying other things. He wants things dealt with in the moment, and he's here to help make it more bite-sized so that getting through whatever it is we need to get through can be more easily adopted, digested, processed out, accomplished, whatever. That way you can proceed forth clear and in control. He is great at instructing the best path very plain and simply. I had a meeting earlier this week with someone for a potential project, and I was in the Zoom waiting room for like 30 minutes waiting for them to show. There was no sign from them, so I sent a couple messages and didn't hear anything back. If there's one pet peeve I have, (laughs) it's when my time isn't respected. I messaged them saying, you know, I wasn't sure what happened, but I have a lot to do, so I'm going to leave the room and, you know, let me know if you need to reschedule. A part of me was like, okay, forget this. I'm over this. Like, obviously, this isn't a good fit. I do not want my time to be wasted like that, blah, blah, blah. Immediately, I saw Timothy pop up outside and run inside over to me. 
He jumped on the couch pillows beside me, and I could feel him trying to amp me up. He was talking in my ear, trying to encourage me that it was something I should stick out, it was an honest mistake, all that good stuff. Then he started, like, blowing in my ear. He puffed his chest up all big and began marching around like he was strong and ready for an adventure. That's essentially the energy he wanted me to have, so he was, like, trying to embody it so that I could, I could take some of it from him. I let the frustration go, and about an hour later, I finally got a message back. It was indeed an accident due to a last-minute issue, which made perfect sense, so we met the next day instead. I don't know what will come out of that whole, like, project in particular just yet, but following Timothy's lead was very helpful in just letting it go and not letting past situations get in the way of new opportunities. I've been trying to figure out if there's a specific name for his type of fae or if there's a universal way one could connect to that type, but of course, upon inquiring with him, he's not being straight with me. What I can sense, though, is that these guys love solving a problem. So if you have a problem, go outside or look outside through a window, whisper your question or your issue imagining it moving out like the wind, brushing against the ground and whatever's on the ground, whether that be grass or flowers or dirt or concrete. Welcome one of these motivational problem-solving fairies to connect to you and wait for their energy to shoot up like a little light. This light may not be physical, but it may be sensed by your mind's eye or a shift in your body's sensations, or you may not necessarily feel it at all. Depending on your connection to fairies, they can take their time in connecting because they may want to get a feel for you first, so don't be discouraged if they don't make contact right away. Usually a handful of like trail mix or nuts or dried fruit are a great little tool to gain their trust and make them excited to communicate with you. Since fairies are mischievous, it may be worth putting up a protective bubble and setting the intention that only a motivational, problem-solving, pure-hearted type fairy is allowed to make contact with you. If you make contact with something but you're not sure if it is the right type of fairy, Timothy is posing a riddle to test them to find out for you whether it's a good match or not. He's saying if you ask them, What does one toucan say to the other? And they reply with nonsense. You can trust them. If they reply with logic, they are not who you're looking for. (laughs) I feel like because a lot of times with problems, you need something that's going, you need, you need an energy that kind of thinks outside of the box. So if something kind of is straight with you, it's not going to help you. You need something that's a little bit more colorful. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Another way to connect to them, he says, is to go to the corner of the woods, wait for a summer breeze to fall, and sway with the sound. He says it is here that they reside. Obviously, that is very specific. I don't personally live near woods, and it has to do with summertime, so if those are both available to you, then go for it, but you can take those bits of instruction as you like and do with them what you wish. The last beings we're going to discuss today are a very powerful bunch. They speak an ancient language, and when I was asking what their, like, collective is called, I kept seeing it, but I don't understand the characters, so I can't uh, really pronounce it properly, but it's something like Kletozar, 
Not gonna lie, they kind of look like superheroes, <laughs> and they move energy like crazy. Whenever you feel stuck or need help moving out of an energetic rut, they are the ones to call. Their colors are a vibrant blue, yellow, and orange with some random hits of deep purple. They are somewhat humanoid, but their body has a similar consistency to rubber, with their outer layer feeling similar to latex. Their movements and appearance kind of resembles the Flash a little bit, the superhero. They move very quickly. They're really great at bending time, pushing through things, bringing upon epiphanies, speeding up the expansion process. They are carriers of time, so can move around it as necessary. When they move, I just see lines of color, like their bodies are spreading over a vast distance at once. It is only when they are at rest that I can make out their bodies. Even if they're doing a simple movement, it's still like, it's like the matrix. It's like starts spreading out. They're saying that they're only appearing human for familiarity's sake. They are beyond physical expression, but can pull their energy together to appear a specific way so that they don't feel like scary or alien to us. The blue latex suit they have goes over a majority of their face, so I can only, if you want to say, like, if you want to think of them having skin, even though it's not that, but if you want to think about it, the only skin I can really see is, like, around their mouth. The skin has a shimmering blue quality to it, so it doesn't look like human skin, really. It's, it's uh, yeah, very, very glittery. Their energy smells like burning wood. They have that sweet smell that burnt wood gives off. They do not mess around. If you need help pushing through something, they can help really expedite the process. But that usually consists of all that growth having to be pushed into like a smaller unit of time. In some cases, this means that it can feel a bit intense mentally and emotionally. But in other cases, it may only feel like an epiphany or it can even be something as small as like a gentle opening into clarity. Kind of like when the pressure builds in your ears and then they pop and it all clears just as fast as it was built. Similar to that. They will always help in a way that honors what your soul needs, is ultimately good for you, and what is ultimately good for the collective. So it won't be anything you can't handle or anything you need to worry about. They are definitely ones that have us taken care of and they are here to help bring harmony to the collective. So you can definitely trust what happens and what shifts and movements occur after asking one of these guys for assistance. To connect to these guys, there's a specific symbol you can meditate with. If you think of, or Google, a picture of the flower of life, it has those 19 flowers overlapping, right? If you take one of those flowers and imagine cutting it in half, you are left with something that sort of looks like a lotus. That half flower lotus symbol thing hold that in your mind <laughs> envision it being a deep blue colored light and then imagine an orange glow reverberating out from it like a heartbeat this acts like a pager to call them so when you meditate or envision that be aware of the energy around you try to pinpoint again where they are in your space or if you can't feel them you can ask for a sign that they're there since they deal with time bending, these signs may occur as you are asking for it or as something that happened in the past. I'll explain. For example, 
I decided that I was going to ask them to show me a sign to confirm their presence when I first connected to them. And before I actually asked, my bicep did a weird twitch. I figured it was a strange muscular thing, so I asked them for another sign. And same thing, halfway through asking, my hip did a very hard twitch. I asked for something more difficult and asked them to send me a text through somebody random that I don't know. I checked my phone and I had a message from someone I didn't know (laughs) that I had missed hours earlier. So even though it was sent to me earlier, I was just now kind of seeing it. There's that time bending. I wasn't satisfied with that. (laughs) So I asked them to flicker my light, which happened so immediately right when I was asking it that I couldn't fully grasp it. So I asked them to do it again. And that time they waited and made it more apparent. Just to understand the extent of their sign stuff, I asked them to move my curtains, and they did, but it was in such a way where it was like my perspective shifted rather than the curtains actually moving themselves. The shadows on the curtains were essentially shifting as if I was moving my lamp back and forth, which would create an illusion of movement, you know what I'm saying? It was very interesting. There are so many ways to use these new connections to these beings, from simply practicing tapping into new energies and exploring what they feel like, what sensations you can get from them, etc., to calling upon their energies when you need a burst of love or motivational support or help moving out of a heavy period. Just as with guides, we don't need to talk to a being to gain guidance and help from them. We are a big product of what we surround ourselves with, so inviting these energies to be around us and step in when they see fit allows that type of energy to make more of a presence in our processing, actions, thoughts, feelings, etc. It unlocks those same types of energies within us so we can begin finding that within ourselves more regularly or get help to recenter when we're feeling lost and out of it. You don't need to feel them for them to be around. While sensing them obviously makes it feel more concrete and present, it isn't everything. Simply calling upon them and giving them permission to hang out or giving your guides permission to do the connecting for you and bring them through is enough. So once you call and ask, trust that what you're doing is correct. Again, look for any subtle, small little shift in how you're feeling or what you're thinking about or what your body is going through and begin kind of opening up and exploring what that means more. Again, depending on where you are in your development or your connecting abilities, you know, it obviously will be easier for some than others. But nonetheless, don't give up. Explore it. Enjoy your new friends. They have got your back. So don't feel bad about connecting to them. They have presented themselves for a reason and they're coming out for a reason. So feel free to use them. And yeah. I hope you are doing fantastically. Thank you as always for listening and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Diary of a Psychic Medium with me, Amber Amrine. To learn more about what I do, visit channelwithamber.com. For future updates on the show, to give some feedback on future episodes, or to just connect, follow me on Instagram at channelwithamber. Shout out to Unicorn Heads for my theme song, A Mystical Experience. See you next time.